I'm Zach. I'm Roy. And this is Advice Hot Dog. Roy, remember how last week I told you that I forgot that we were going to record a podcast, so I started drinking early, and then I was drunk for the podcast? I do remember that. This week I remembered we were going to record a podcast, so I started drinking extra early. Oh, that's excellent. Mm -hmm. And how how does it make you feel? It's pretty good. Pretty Mm -hmm. good. I'm feeling (laughs) loosey-goosey. Uh-huh. I'm feeling like a loose cannon. Mm-hmm. Feeling yeah. like a dare. Yeah, you you're mean to me earlier. Was I? What did I, I? What did I say or do? I don't know. Um, you said, "What's that?" And I said, "It's a book, stupid." Something like that. Yeah, that sounds like me. We, yeah, we were looking at books. I got called a dumbass in a video game yesterday, and it made me sad. By the video game, or someone else that you were playing with? No, by and, another player. And was it uh, written? Yeah. So it's not the same, is it? No. I told him I cut my finger and I had to leave. (laughs) Did any of those people ever ask you again what what the story was? No, I was never going to see any of those people again. (laughs) Okay. This is one time that Zach was playing. I think it was World of Warcraft. It was World of Warcraft. And I was trying to convince you to go out to the bar drinking. And um, you felt really committed to your uh, raiding party. And I said, well, just tell him that you cut your finger and you can't type anymore. Mm-hmm. And then you kind of typed a garbled message, and then we went out drinking. Everyone won. It was good. I mean, I remember that night out drinking. I don't remember that night out drinking. I don't either. I remember that part. Okay. What have you been up to, Roy? Are you sitting around chewing your nails, waiting for a baby to come out of something? Yes, I am, kind of. I, I think this may be the last uh, podcast before that happens. Really? Yeah. Are you sure the baby's not going to wait for my birthday so that I will win the pool? Well, even if that happens, then uh, we wouldn't record before then. Yeah, right? we would. Oh, right. Because I forget when your birthday is. I know. <laughs> that yeah, Yours is true. April 18th. Dummy. Yeah, yours is July 7th. Shit. Dummy. I, was, I thought maybe you didn't remember, and I was afraid I had gotten yours wrong. <laughs> no, you got it right. Good. Yeah, so you can send all those cards to Advice Hot Dog, P.O. Box 41774, Mesa, Arizona, 85274. It's almost Zach's birthday. It is. You can call him a dummy. Yep. Uh, well, I, I have been preparing for stuff. Uh, I've been working at, at a home a lot, which I've found recently very satisfying. And I think it's because I'm actually getting things done. Yeah, because you're spending less time masturbating than you do when you're at the office. Yes, because my wife is literally sitting behind me on the couch. So um, you I can't. You just I, can't, I can't masturbate. Yeah. yeah. I have to actually work on stuff. Yeah, because you can't get a boner unless Riff is watching. (laughs) That's true. It's weird. Unless it looks like he's not looking, but I know that he is. Oh, okay. It's it's nuanced. When he puts on his one-way mirror shades. Uh Uh-huh. So he can only look at his own eyes. Wait. (laughs) Don't they reflect back, back to you? Oh, yeah. No, that's a regular mirror. Yeah. Just his mirror shades. We were talking today uh, about my old boss at my last job that I had before I became an, an independent video game superstar mm-hmm. and how I once, uh, the, this, one of the other guys at work was like, Hey Zach, you got a truck. Uh, if you help me take this TV to Dave's house, uh, you can take the rest of the day off. And it was like 11 o'clock in the morning. So I was like, yeah, okay. So I took this TV to the owner's house and dropped it off. And in the garage, uh, right where the guy's motorcycle was parked, uh, he had installed a full length mirror. Wow. So really? that he could to look, look at, at himself? So that he could look at himself sitting on his motorcycle. Wow. Because he was a super cool dude. 
Did he ever ride the motorcycle around, or was it just just for sitting on? I think it might have actually just been a, a just replica. for combing your hair. It was a replica motorcycle. <laughs> that was where he shaved. Wow. Yeah. Do you do you think that would sell if there were rep, rep, replica motorcycles? Just to sit on while you shave. Yeah, life size replica. You motorcycles. fill the you fill the gas tank with shaving cream. Yes, if you want to go that route, yeah, let's go with it. You okay. fill the gas tank with shaving cream, and then you can use the mirrors on on the motorcycle to shave with. Yeah, okay. Uh, it also has like a little compartment where you uh, store your shaving kit. Okay. Uh, it's got a speedometer that tells you how fast you're shaving. Yeah. The seat could uh, vibrate to give you a little massage while you're waiting for your shave to happen. Okay. <laughs> While you're waiting for you to shave yourself. I know every once in a while it takes me forever. Mm -hmm. And if you want, um, because I think some good shaving parlors do this, is you can put a hot towel on the seat and then just um, put your face on the seat. Okay. To give you a little So like do a handstand on the seat. Yeah, sort of. Like a reverse cowgirl. Anytime you put your face. I mean, I sleep by doing a handstand on my pillow. Mm -hmm. I guess it's more like a face, like a headstand. You do a face stand. A face stand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, yeah. It was excellent. Let's uh, let's green light that project and then. Uh, All right. <laughs> Replica shaving motorcycle. <laughs> Go. Uh, that does remind me of something, though, that uh, this isn't something that has happened to me recently. But a few weeks ago during the Phoenix Comic Con, um, Corinne came up with an excellent um, business idea, which uh, we worked on a little bit, and um, I would like to share share it with you here. Are you giving me an opportunity to get in on the ground floor? Exactly. Roy? Yeah, it's an excellent opportunity. Um, what we would do is uh, it involves licensing, so we would have to license major properties from Marvel and DC, so that we could have uh, ponchos that would uh, be like, you know, your typical. Rocky Point um, poncho. Like it might say one tequila, two tequila, three tequila floor. Yes, but instead of it saying that, you would have a a poncho which would be woven to look like uh, the Spider-Man outfit. Right? So you have your Spider-Man symbol or your Captain America Okay, So you'd be Spider-Hombre or or Captain Mexico. Well, that all has to do with the licensing. If you can't get the licensing, then you would have to do a cheap knockoff. So it'd be like a, a Spitterman. Yeah, I was going to say that the one thing that I associate with uh, garments that they sell in Mexico is a very careful attention to proper licensing. <laughs> so, Well, I, either way. Uh, but, you know, they uh, always have the non-fear shirts uh-huh. or the stubsy. Seen fear. Morsimo. <laughs> Morsimo. Um, so you do that, right? And you have these beautiful, I mean, can you imagine a Spider-Man poncho? It's a bright red with blue and a big spider on, on the front. Is a poncho, poncho the same thing as a serape? I don't think I know what a poncho is. Well, like a serape, which is a blanket, right? But it has a hole in the middle of oh, it. Oh, so you can so fucking chew us. <laughs> or or uh, late century, last century Catholic. Um and you put it over, it has a hole in it to put your head through. Yeah. Okay. Oh, so yeah. you can go yeah. down on a Jewess. Yeah. <laughs> is, is the word Jewess inherently racist? I don't, it always seems like it is, but I don't think it's supposed to be. But maybe, I don't know. 
I, I avoid all, all words that seem like they would be. Okay. Uh, and in any case, th- this is the real selling point because we would have like a little uh, shack uh, storefront and stuff, and we would call it Pancho Villa. Nice. Yeah. Roy, uh, Visagman Spider auf Espanol. Uh, Espadrillo. Oh, wow. You, you really confused Araña. <laughs> araña, okay. Uh-huh. Hombre araña. Uh-huh. Now, okay. that is what you call him. Okay. El hombre araña. Araña naranja. naranja. But I, I don't think, I think you say Batman and not el but, hombre murciélago. Okay. All oh, right, because murciélago is bat. Yeah. Or hombre cacahuete. <laughs> Cacahuate? You know, is it cacahuate? I thought it was cacahuete. Uh-uh. Cacahuate. Cacahuate. Okay. Yeah. Um, like Peanut <laughs> yeah, Man? Peanut Man. The, like Mr. Peanut, right? Like the He's a superhero. He is. You I see mean, him in a comic. He uses his cane. He's a giant He uses peanut. his cane to beat criminals into submission and mm-hmm. his monocle to shoot lasers at birds. Or if they're allergic to him, he just rubs himself on Oh, yeah. Him. He's just like, hey, how's it going? Mm-hmm. He's the frauderist. The, the vengeful frauderist. So that that's our idea. Good. Yeah, I just I felt that you should know it. I've never uh, worn a serape. I uh, you well, know the thing not, is you're supposed to sleep on those. Oh, I never encountered a serape until I lived in a place where it was always way too hot to put one of those on. What isn't Mexico? I think of the entirety of Mexico as a place that is basically like <laughs> the Sahara, hot. And shitty, dry desert yeah. just all the time. It's not. Oh, yeah? Yeah, where do you think they keep the tropical beaches? Is it beautiful next to Lake Titicaca? But still, on the tropical beaches, you're not going to wear a fucking serape. No, but you... You lay it down again, on the sand. Again, you don't wear it. You, you would lay it Why does it the... have a hole in it if you're not supposed to wear it? Well, that's not a, a serape. That's... Um, it's either you would consider it a poncho or the the real word is a horongo. Hmm. Which is what you would call that. You could go to that Morongo casino wearing a horongo. Yeah. And then you could read a Heathcliff cartoon about Mongo. <laughs> and it gets, play the it gets really cold in Mexico. You could smoke a bongo. A bongo? Yeah. We were talking earlier about reefing Mongos, some... Mongos, bongos. Reefing some doobies. Is that something you can... You seems, can reef something? Seems like a good idea, yeah. Uh-huh. Dude, we should totally blast a bong rip right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, get bakered. <laughs> Let's get Kenny bakered. You just get inside a you get inside an R two D two costume and smoke a joint. Wow, you're hot yeah. boxing. Beep boop. <laughs> they got it. remind me to go and speed that up yes. on the tape. I will. Uh, what have you been up? to? I went on a little vacation. I went up. Uh, I went up into the mountains of our youth, mm-hmm. and. Uh, I really you didn't discovered do, anything, yourself? do anything interesting at all. I went with my girlfriend, so I couldn't really... I you didn't get a chance her. to discover myself. Uh, we drank some beers. Um, oh, at the, yeah. You know, the beers that I like to drink. Sure. Um, from those, the, uh, fruity, flowery beers. They're not fruity or flowery. They're, fla- they, they, they're like perfume and beer did it together and made a beer. A beer, baby. Uh, no, no, you're wrong, Roy. The Prescott Brewing Company IPA is the beer that taught me to love beer. It is, mm. it is the finest beer. Okay. Seek it out. It's, uh, it's a matter of opinion. They sell it in cans now. Right, it is a matter of opinion, and yours is provably wrong. No, it's not. It is my opinion. <laughs> uh, anyway, I went and I climbed a mountain and wandered around a town. 
I ate a couple hot dogs. I thought of you. I ate some hot dogs as I was walking to the library. Mm-hmm. We went to the library, and it's mostly computers. That was weird. Really? Upstairs also? No, I didn't go upstairs. Oh. I didn't know there wasn't upstairs at that library. Yeah. The main library is upstairs. Hmm. Well, it really depends where you walked. In. Oh, you I see. Walk yeah, I walked the into the upstairs. Yeah, it was. Yeah, okay. okay. I don't think of that as upstairs because it's at ground level. But then so is the other. No, part. that's at parking lot level. It's weird. Yeah. Okay, so when you go in through the main entrance, it's mostly computers. And oh, there's not a books. lot of computers in there. Yeah, there's still some books. There huh. were some books for sale. There were some. I Can you know. still buy National Geographic's? For, yeah, there for were some cheap. National Geographic's for sale. There were some Sydney Sheldon's. There were some. R.A. Salvatore. Sidney Sheldon's? Yeah. That's a book. It is? It's a type of book. Okay. I'll take your word for it. Yeah, but that was all. We went to the we went to the movies. We saw Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter, which was, you know, silly. It, was it as good as uh, Westworld? Uh, I never saw Westworld. Or Wild Wild West? I never saw Wild Wild West. I don't know why you associate those two things. I was Maybe trying to say one, and the other one came out. Of Westworld my is the one where Yule Brynner was some yeah. sort of cowboy whose face melts. Cowboy robot who okay. goes all haywire. A cowbot. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, that, that would boy. be like a robot that had udders. Yeah. Um, and when you tugged on them, instead of milk, it would produce oil. <laughs> Doesn't the, the oil in androids look like milk? Oh, in the, in the Prometheus-style and Alien-style androids, yeah. Mm-hmm. I doubt if it tastes like milk, though. Mm. Oh, unless it just is milk. Maybe that, I mean, that'd be milk handy, right? Oil. You run, you run the robots on milk and then you have a limitless supply of fuel in the form of a cow. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's excellent. Maybe Although we... you could skip a step and just run the robots on grass if you were doing that. Sure. Am I right? Right. Or hey, water. Robot, ass, cash, or grass. Mm-hmm. Nobody robots for free. Okay. So it, w- it wasn't very good? Uh, you know, it wasn't, it was neither good nor bad. Hmm. It was did, just a did movie. you learn anything about history? Uh, yes, uh, but I'm pretty sure that almost all of it is false. Really? I mean, yeah. there was an Abraham Lincoln, right? And there mm, were vampires. I don't think so. I mean, there were vampires, but I don't think there was any such thing as Abraham Lincoln. Oh, I think this, I think so this movie it's, was it's entirely a work of fiction. Elite media has come up with. Yeah, <laughs> that's a conspiracy. Uh, I heard that uh, we got some sort of health care today. Roy, I know nothing about current events. Oh, the, really? Healthcare happened today? The Supreme Court upheld the constitutionality of something that is supposed to happen in two years. Sure. So I guess we have to continue to have health insurance. You know what I'm afraid is going to happen? I'm afraid that I'm going to get a letter saying, hey, that health insurance that you've been providing to your employees for the last several years, that's not okay anymore. It's too good. Yeah. You need to get some shittier health insurance or you're going to have to pay a fine. That'd be weird, wouldn't it? That yeah. That would be weird. Yeah, I, something happened. Something like that happened to Kevin when uh, he lived in Massachusetts, and his he ended up having to buy more expensive but shittier health insurance when it became state mandated that he have health insurance. You, you mean Mitt Romney Care? Uh, yes, yeah. When Mitt Romney Care happened. Yep. All right, let, let's move on from this stuff. What you don't want to talk about? How modern politicians are full of contradictions? No. How Obama is constantly talking about how tall he is and also about how short he is. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand it. And how the short man can't catch a break. Mm-hmm. If you throw a break at him up high. <laughs> like, if you're, if you're 
a short guy working at the auto shop and you're replacing somebody's brakes and two tall mechanics take the brake away from you and then they just throw it back and yeah they throw it back and forth over your head and you say the short guy can't catch a brake around here Mm -mm. that's what you say yeah uh roy did you have anything else that you wanted to talk about before we get to helping these people Oh, sure. Uh, you know, there was another thing is that uh, this week I received a letter in the mail telling me um, that uh, enclosed is your hero card because I donated some blood. So they refer to your uh, blood donation card as your hero card. And what is a blood donation card? It tells your blood type and your name and address and stuff. Okay. Uh, Don't you already know your name and address? Well, it's for others to know uh, when they want to steal your blood and you're passed out. Oh, okay. Shouldn't you get that tattooed on you? <laughs> Probably, but they they don't read that stuff. Um, it doesn't say hero on my card. It clearly states in the letter that it's a hero card, but then on the card it doesn't say this is a hero card. Like G-Y-R-O, right? Yes, and you're supposed to get uh, a hero a free one for every 12 times that you donate uh, three bags of blood. So 36 bags of blood mm-hmm. equals one free hero. Yeah, it's totally worth it. You know how expensive those are. Yeah, they're really good, though. They are really good. I think I would probably pay. I would probably still eat a lot of heroes even if I had to pay for them in blood. Mm-hmm. How much blood? Eh, teaspoon. What if it also has to be on the sandwich? Huh. Yeah, I don't know. That's a that's a rough question. I mean, two two teaspoons, one for keeping, one for sandwich. Okay, one one to give to children in need. Yes, who don't who can't afford blood for their own euro sandwiches. Yes, uh, this isn't for transfusions. This is just for for um, condiment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, can you use condiment like that? Can you say the condiment of this sandwich has been executed <laughs> completely? <laughs> I I feel that you probably can. Yeah. You can really say anything you want these days. I guess that's true. I mean, the internet, geez. Mm-hmm. Am I right? Yeah, it's, it's made everything. Uh, well, good. Well, I've never donated blood. What was it like? Uh, it was odd. It was an interesting. Odd and interesting. They put a thing in you and some blood comes out? Yeah, a lot of it, too. Like it's more than, than you imagine. You're supposed to squeeze your hand. And they do that thing where a hot girl puts your wang in her mouth and somebody points a gun at your head and they say, you have one minute to produce two pints of blood. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you do. That's what's really uh, magical about, about the whole experience. Good. Uh, there is, I only don don- donated whole blood. And I guess uh, it's every few months. I, I don't know the amount of time, but it takes longer to... Um, between times of donating whole blood and as opposed to plasma where they yes. take your blood take the blood cells out and put them back in you yes that seems which r- apparently feels really really weird i can imagine mm-hmm. it makes uh, your whole body tingle uh, yeah it makes you feel like lance armstrong it's super weird it does it not make you feel like i was thinking maybe it would make you feel like uh i don't know dr manhattan <laughs> Yes, it makes your uh, dick blue and really big. Huh. Right? I mean, that's what I remember about him. I mean, I remember it being blue. I don't remember it being really big. It just seemed normal. You know, I saw a video the other day that just had Shia LaBeouf's dick in it for some reason. Really? Yeah. A video? Like a music video? like a music video. What was the video for? For, I want to say maybe a Cigarose song. 
I don't think it was Sigaros. I think it was some other band with words that don't mean anything as sure. the name of the band. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I don't know. It was just Shia. In what context? The internet. No, like in the story, he doesn't have any pants. They're just like standing there. So they're covered. They're all beaten up and he's pulling some bandage off of his knuckles, which are all bloody. And then there's a girl whose boobs are all bruised. And huh. then they move around in positions, and there's his dick. Is his dick also bruised? Uh, no. I mean, I didn't look because too carefully Because they'd have to put it. makeup on that. You could ask my girlfriend. She was she was paying closer attention to Shia LaBeouf's dick. She spent the next couple of days talking about what a bushy tangle of pubes Shia LaBeouf had. Mm-hmm. My, what a bushy tangle you have. Pubes you weave. The better to... I guess soak up your juices with. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Well, cu- cushion your face, grandmother. <laughs> grandmother. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what I don't know what Shia LaBeouf's pubes are for. No, no one does. Yeah, it's one of the it's one of the great mysteries. But they can be spun into gold. It's like probably has something to do with the pyramids. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, okay. So what, what's this video called? I don't remember. You don't know? Yeah, just search for Shia LaBeouf's dick. And it'll show up? Yep. All right. All of our listeners, do that right now. Yeah, Google it. Just pause this. Uh, if you're listening to it on an iPhone device, uh, tab over uh, into Safari. If you have a new iPhone. I mean, unless you have ShiaLaBeouf'sDick.app. This is probably a thing. I mean, it's going to be by the time this comes out. Somebody somebody will have snapped up our idea. Mm, it's part of the uh, collective unconscious. Oh, it, here. Here's what you do. You make a poncho with a giant picture of Shia LaBeouf's mm. dick on it. So you're like, look at me. I'm a guy with Shia LaBeouf's giant dick on my back. And then you're like, fuck, I put it on backwards. This is just going to confuse people now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Roy, uh, yes. I, I see before me a sheet of questions from people who need help from mm-hmm. us and i think that uh we gotta we gotta get uh get into the nitty-gritty we gotta get down and dirty mm-hmm. we gotta get to the business of helping these people with the problems that they have help. the the situations that they face mm-hmm. every day every day the yeah. the the trials the tribulations roy that they need our help with but first let's have a cocktail okay See, the funny thing is that I've already had a lot of drinks, even before this cocktail. Uh-huh. None of them were cocktails, though. Uh, I forgot what this cocktail is called. It's called the After Five. The After Five. We found this on some app that my girlfriend had on her phone that told us what we could make out of the ingredients that we had in the bar. And it is one part Bailey's, one part Kahlua, one part peppermint schnapps, and it tastes like girl candy. I think it tastes like Christmas. You said uh, in the kitchen it tastes like a Christmas egg, and no one knew what you were talking about. A Christmas about. Uh, mint chocolate egg. Okay. Um, that they serve you a Christmas <clears throat> breakfast. Hi. Uh, don't, don't you keep any, any traditions? Well. In your family? Um, Christmas morning, I sometimes have a, uh, lifesavers. Mm-hmm. Um, back in the day, I would always get a lifesaver sweet storybook in my stocking. Mm-hmm. With butterscotch. It's pretty, yeah, it had butter rums in it. Which I didn't like when I was really young, but then I as I either. got as I got to into middle youth, I I got to liking them, and mm-hmm. now I don't like them again. It's weird. Really? Yeah. Oh, maybe maybe when you no, I mean, I would probably like them again. I just don't. Oh, if I'm going to eat candy, I'm, if I well, I do eat candy, but if I I eat candy infrequently enough that if I'm going to eat candy, I'm going to eat something that I really like, mm-hmm. as opposed to something that's just like, like oh, pop rocks. This or... is just some sugar. No, mm-hmm. I don't really like pop rocks. But Pez is just some sugar, and you yeah, like but, that. But it's but Pez is different. Nothing else tastes like Pez. 
it, lifesavers are just like shitty Jolly Ranchers. Hmm. They're like yeah, Jolly Giant Ranchers are better. They're like just yeah, lifesavers are just weird, smaller, odd shaped Jolly Ranchers. Except the winter green ones, that, those are okay. They, I think they have like a tropical flavor ones, which are pretty good. Yeah, those are the sort of opaque ones, the pastel colored ones that taste like a coconut. That's pretty good. I, I'm not thinking of those, but I imagine that those are all right. This this drink, you know, it could be that I have drank, that I have drunk so much alcohol in my life and and today that I can no longer gauge whether or not a thing tastes like it has any alcohol in it. But this doesn't taste like it has any alcohol in it. Uh, to me, it does. Does it? But it tastes like an alcoholic eggnog. I remember with, when um, we made those uh, brandy Alexanders. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, my mom would really like this. And I made her one at Christmas time and she took a few sips of it and was like, whoa, that tastes way too much like alcohol for me to like it. Really? Yeah. And to me, it didn't taste like alcohol at all, which is why I thought that she might like it. But now oh. apparently. Well, apparently you, you could does. probably cut it with uh, cream baby, or something. Baby powder. <laughs> Just step on it. Pretty good. We, we were reading in all uh, kids books that you're not supposed to use talcum powder. For your baby. I don't know why. Even though it's used as a, um, you know, butt rash type of thing. I don't know what talcum powder is. Is it just like powder? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like baby powder? Yeah. And you're so not you're supposed not supposed to... to use baby powder even though it says baby right on the bottle? Sure, because it has, um, is it like maybe marble dust or something? It causes respiratory problems. Huh. Babies can't handle it. <sighs> this is one of those things... <clears throat> Uh, that I think maybe is uh, not actually as big a deal as a sensationalist media would have you believe. Well, I don't. It wasn't the elite media that was telling me. You don't think so? No. It wasn't the Illuminati. No, I think it was a March of Dimes thing. Huh. They only usually tell me my address <laughs> and send you a dime in the mail. Yeah, and that I already know. Um, you know what the hell, man. The, with what? You, you just don't know what to do. You, you, you. No, you don't. That's you have true. a baby, and the world. If you listen to the world, if you listen to the state of California, every goddamn thing is known to cause cancer. So it's like, well, I guess I just have to figure start, out a way to early. float my baby in midair, not near any machines or mm. engines. But uh, there's still wireless stuff happening. Oh, that's true. Right? There's wireless signals, yeah. Giving you nut cancer. I read a uh, I read a story the other day about a school district that has spent like $100,000 in legal fees fighting a man who is suing them because he believes that the Wi-Fi in the school is causing uh, health damage to his daughter huh. who attends the school. Um, yeah. what, what type of damage? I don't know the kind it's, of it's giving her braces. It is the kind of damage that people who are and here's the thing that I uh, so I am crazy and I am constantly freaking out that there is something wrong with me. But I feel like I do a pretty good job of recognizing that the thing that is wrong with me is that I am crazy and that I think there is something wrong with me. Mm-hmm. And so I don't start looking around for someone to sue because my neighbor's orange trees are making me sick Uh, because I know that nothing is making me sick except my imagination. And I think that there is a category of people, but they're causing your imagination to make you sick. Uh, yeah, that's probably it is, you know, orange stimulates the imagination. That's what I learned in color school. Mm -hmm. I didn't really go to color school. I did. Did you? Mm -hmm. Oh, I guess you did. You learned things about color. Mm hmm. 
and perspective. Mm-hmm. You learn things that make you hate everything. Most of our arguments in, in my marriage are about color. Really? Mm-hmm. Like what color something should be? What color something is. Uh, huh. I don't think those are arguments that... Well, I'm just saying. Hmm. I agree on your colors with your potential partners. See, I've just... I've uh, just that's g- a red flag. I've given or- up rose flag there, there was that funny shirt on uh on i think t-shirt hell that was one of those color blindness test things and it said fuck the color blind on it but i couldn't see it and i was like huh guys what does this shirt say and i showed them the shirt and they both laughed and i was like what and then i was like fuck wow that was how i discovered it t-shirt hell is what taught me that i was red green deficient are you really? This is a real thing? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. You did not? No. It's not super, uh, it's not super important. It doesn't really do much of anything, but mm-hmm. but it's weird. Like when we went back to the Exploratorium, there's this weird thing where it was like, there's a swatch of color in the middle. There's a color of light in the middle of this little display. And then there are maybe 15 different swatches on the outside. And they're just varying shades between red and green, apparently. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was like, see which one of the outside ones looks the most like the inside one to you. And it's like designed so that very few people are going to agree on which one Mm -hmm. is the closest. And so everybody was looking at it and like saying, Oh, I think it's four. And I was like, I think it's five. But to me, the outside swatches, like 14 of them were identical. And the 15th one was an entirely different color. Weird. Yeah, it was weird. Okay. So this is why whenever I show you anything that you don't like, it's because you're colorblind. Yeah, because I'm like, what the fuck, Roy? This mm-hmm. is just this is supposed to be a Christmas card with a message of joy and peace for all of mankind on it, and you're just showing me a blank field of red on a card, Roy. Mm-hmm. This is useless. Mm-hmm. It's useless. I say. I don't even remember what I was talking about. I I don't either. I'm sorry. Uh, you were arguing about color in a marriage. Mm-hmm. Roy, I had too much to drink before this podcast, and I am sorry. I gotta imagine that this is awful when you're listening to this, because you can just uh, rewind it and tell us, right? I could, what yeah, we... but I can't rewind my mind. No, I you can't. I can't rewind my brain. This is real life. Oh, no, it was the electrical sensitivity uh, things. I don't know how that got onto colorblindness. Man, what is wrong with me, Roy? I, uh, your orange trees from your neighbors. Uh, that's probably true. They're making me forget, forget what's what. Uh, th- oh, suing the school. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where I came from. There, there was a. I made a website when I was when I was working at the internet service provider up in. Oh, I thought you meant now in protest to this man. No, there was a web. I made a website for the Electrical Sensitivity Society. I made a website for a group of people who could not use computers without getting sick. What? I yeah, yeah. The woman came in to talk to me about the website, and she was like. I don't want to sit here with this computer monitor pointed at me. And I said, it's turned off. And she said, still. And so I rotated it so that it wasn't pointed at her anymore. And, uh, you know, that's like basically putting the thing that actually did emit radiation closer to her. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she was satisfied. You should have offered her some tinfoil. I didn't know what to do. I was just a kid. I think back to a lot of the things that, that I had really to do strange. in my jobs. Why would they want a website? When I was young, I don't know. When I was younger, the things that I did at my jobs. Thinking back, like, how I would react to that now, I am so glad that I was so dumb back then that I didn't just constantly get fired 
from every job uh-huh. for just what what being would you really have said to, to her now? I would have just refused it. I would have said, "I'm sorry, I'm not going to work with you because I." Is this I'm ludicrous? Not, yeah, I'm not going to be able to take this seriously. Not in a good rap rap way. Yeah, yeah. This is totally Snoop Dogg. I would have said. Because I know that now. I didn't that back then, back in the late nineties, no. I did not understand that Snoop Dogg was cool. No. Roy, is there any old business to take care of? Sure. Um, Sorry, this cocktail has got me got me uh, nostalgic. Fast. <laughs> yeah. Yes, Ashley has some advice for the uninteresting guy. I like it uh, when uh, our listeners advise one another. Uh, she says, "Go out and do stuff. If you do things, you'll never have anything to. D- if you don't do things, you'll never have anything to talk about. I feel like doing new things boosts confidence and lowers inhibitions. It could be easier to be sociable if you have cool things to talk about to break the ice with." She also suggests some band names: uh, Cheese on the Dashboard, Dick Sledge, and Schrodinger's Tofu. I would suggest Cheese on a Dashboard, Blood on the Plow. Oh, okay. That's you good. know, I was talking to uh, I was talking to the people in Kingdom of Loathing about this the other day. I think that the the John uh, Mellencamp song "Rain on the Scarecrow" is uh, is an unsung classic. I don't know; it was like number two <laughs> Billboard uh, single, but nobody ever knows it. When I mention that song, nobody ever knows what song, including I'm talking myself. About. Yeah, what? how does it go? Uh, "Rain on the Scarecrow, Blood on the Plow." Uh, oh, it's a good song. You should listen to it. It's on YouTube. You can find some and live what's it called, versions Blood of it. on the Plow? I think it's called Rain on the Scarecrow. Mm-hmm. I think it's called Cheese on the Dashboard, Dick Sledge, and Schrodinger's Tofu. Dick Sledge would be a good name for, like, a detective that beats people up. Mm. <laughs> yes, it would be. Or that takes people places in the snow. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, Roy, how about we move on to the segment of the show that we call Topics. Mm-hmm. Today's topic, Cool Tips for Summer. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, uh, this was sent in by Spencer, who uh, also lets us know that there is no AC in North Carolina. Uh, there is a, I, the word Carolina starts with AC. Uh, you might be confused because it's backwards. Uh huh. Um, okay, so I learned a tip for uh, summer. Yeah, what, what's your cool tip for <laughs> the summer? Day, the day before yesterday, um, when I went to I went to Home Depot a couple of years ago. I think this was last summer uh, to to try and get some misters for uh, the, oh, yeah, yeah. for the part of the office out front where I sit and I smoke my cigars during the day and ruminate about about the task at hand. Uh, and and it turned out that all that shit was really expensive and complicated. But one thing that they had for like four dollars was the Cobra, mm-hmm. uh, which is a little tube of yeah, plastic like a PVC tube. Yeah, it's like right? a PVC tube with it's a coil uh, that you plug a hose into one end, and it has two little Mister nozzles on the on the top of it. So you just you know plug it in. Uh, hoses don't last very long in Arizona. No, they don't. Yeah, you basically if you want to use a hose, you have to keep it inside. Uh, and just take it out when you want to use it. Otherwise, you buy a hose, you use it like twice, and then it's just ruined. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, what I do is I bought, um, I don't know if you've seen these, they're like hose adapters that you put on all of the faucet ends. So and they're like it, quick. They're like, yeah. quick, they're like a like a, a pneumatic tool sort yeah. of connector. Yeah, and um, I started off with plastic ones, and now I've moved uh, up to brass. And they're really cool. They work really well. I'm sick of you and your steampunk bullshit. I just want everything made of brass. They last longer. Mm-hmm. 
they're just like they last hundreds of, they last hundreds of years mm-hmm. and then i glued some gears on the on the outside yeah, of the hose and and it's and it does not uh when you turn the faucet water does not come out etheric flux comes <laughs> out uh-huh. um so uh i i turned the thing on and it just there was a little pissy dribble of water coming out of the stupid thing and uh mm. because they were all corroded from sitting for a year <laughs> without having been taken care oh, of right, right, and right. and then uh patrick at work said you know what you should do is you should soak those in vinegar uh and so right. i took them inside and looked at the looked at the wide array of vinegars that we have at the office a, a surprising for amount, whatever right? yeah we really do have a lot of different kinds of vinegar mm. uh, selected whatever. just regular white vinegar uh and i said how long should i leave these in here and he was like i don't know half hour uh, so i left them in there for like a day and a half uh, because I forgot about them, and then there's and, uh, nothing in there. Uh, yeah, no, no, it uh, it cleared them out, but it also there's turned a them. Tooth. It also turned them purple. Yeah, there was a hot dog because uh, I put a hot dog in there, and the hot dog had a tooth inside it, and the vinegar dissolved the hot dog and revealed the tooth. I learned that if you want to uh, dissolve the shell of an egg, if you for some reason you want a shellless egg, that you can also soak it in vinegar. It'll really? do the same thing. I always. Uh, thought that if you put an egg in vinegar that it would just turn like rubbery i read that like you can turn it into like a super ball uh yeah i don't know if that except the first time you throw it at somebody it explodes and covers them with egg right. maybe, it smells maybe, like vinegar and rotten egg maybe it, uh it has to be cooked first how do you stay cool that? in the summer roy how do i stay cool um well i stay inside a lot but there's no air conditioner in north oh Carolina. okay um well w- one of the things that i do then is i work outside right okay and then when i come inside it's much cooler oh even if it's hot inside it's still so much yes. cooler yeah the, so you can also uh get in the oven for a while mm-hmm. and then jump out and be like whoo it feels good to not be in that oven anymore mm-hmm. yeah that's yeah, like the uh, hammer principle uh you know i don't know how hot it actually gets in North Carolina, it's sticky, isn't it? It's one of those places. Muggy. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Go go to the movies a lot. I bet okay. they have air conditioning. Yeah, they probably do. Mm-hmm. They probably have a lot of hobos in there taking advantage of the air conditioning too. Sure, sure. Mm-hmm. Hobos with like uh, free movie passes. Uh no, they pay Ho- a hobo pass. No, they got. I mean, it doesn't take that long to. You, you hold up a sign that's like "Need movie? God bless." <laughs> it's like eight dollars for a movie ticket. Yeah, I guess you'd probably just buy some vodka if you had eight dollars. Yeah, why well, waste it on a movie for two hours when the vodka? Well, gonna no, last you just stay longer. in there. You hide. Nobody wants to ask you to leave because you smell bad. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. I see. Uh, when I worked at the movie theater once, uh, these people came and they were like, "There's a guy sitting by us that smells real bad. Can you ask him to leave?" And it was a homeless guy who had bought a ticket and and gone in there, and I. I knew that they were the only three people in the theater. And I said, aren't, aren't you the only three people in the theater? And they said, yeah. And I said, I, I think maybe you could just go sit somewhere else. Like he paid for his ticket, same as you. And you know, there's no rule against smelling bad. No, there isn't. So I'm not going to go throw that guy out. Mm -hmm. And they were like, okay. Really? Yeah. They didn't even argue. Yeah, they just went they back said, in. Yeah. Well, look, <laughs> they didn't I, slap their forehead and say, "Oh, I had, why didn't we think of that?" I had. Uh, I, listen, I was making five dollars and twenty-five cents an hour, yeah, and I was flush with the authority that five dollars sure. and twenty-five yeah, cents an hour, a red tie, and a necktie. No, I I got to wear of my very own actual necktie. I can't. Yes, wasn't it red? No, no, no I wore a black tie. Black. The girl, it was black. I, it's still the tie that I wear all the time. 
uh, it was when I got that promotion, my girlfriend at the time bought me a tie. Mm-hmm. And it's just a great tie. Mm. It's black with like a pattern on it with some red and mm-hmm. some also red, which is probably green <laughs> on it. Uh, yeah, it's a good tie. <laughs> so how does Christmas stuff look to you? It just, it's boring. Boring. Yeah. Yeah. This is like another, like every Christmas is like, oh boy, it's Christmas on the Apple II again. Because mm-hmm. just everything is green. What about Rasta stuff? Uh, that's red and yellow. Hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Freddy. Uh, sweater super boring oh sure it's not really i can uh, tell you, the difference between red and green it is subtle variations that are lost on sure me. uh you can soak your wrists in ice water yeah you yeah, know because that's where your blood circulates so yeah you, you know doing? what i used to do uh when i did not live in arizona was i would run my uh run my hands and wrists under cold water in the summer to cool off but here it doesn't work because when you turn on the cold water faucet here it is super fucking hot it's not not even just warm it is like hot enough to make tea i just experienced that with um hoses outside not with the water inside you experience that with the water inside yeah toilet water uh well roy i don't know i never run toilet water over my wrist you can soak your your wrists in toilet water okay so you can give yourself an upper decker with your fists uh-huh. and cool yourself off that you know i've been doing that all day uh today because every goddamn time i flushed the toilet at the office the chain broke in some new way oh we need a and new i had chain. to fix it we just need a new entire toilet innards i think the the flapper uh in there oh the flapper's she is, gone too. she is such a libertine mm. she she dances around and she's got her short hair which is not sexy at all uh-huh and she doesn't like, stop the flow like giant teeth or something i don't know uh we should replace it with one of the ones where you can uh, press the button for pee or press the button for poo i have one of those at home and it works really well it's a whole unit like it replaces the flapper and the handle yeah hasn't broken i know you know what I don't like? What? Those things. <laughs> Just on principle, right? It's it, So it always hurts my fingers to push the P button because it, it's like... Oh, and you feel wasteful when you push the... The poo button. Yeah. Aren't they both labeled P? How do you know? One of them just has 100 acre wood. Uh-huh. Uh, no, it's like a button that you have to push that sinks into a surface and you have to do it with the long axis of your finger pointed at the button and it's a button that provides a lot of resistance. It hurts my knuckles. Oh, hmm. I don't like it. I like a lever. Uh, I like a button that you can push perpendicular to your finger. But what if I rigged it so that it was a foot pedal? Oh, that would be pretty right? sweet. Left for P. Right for poo, oh, man. If you could rig it and to then where if you press them both, you go really fast. If you were to rig it so I could pee in the toilet, and then in the process of shaking my wang, also flush the toilet. Oh, okay, yeah. I I think I can only rig up the foot pedals, which also means that you have to sit on the toilet facing the wall. Oh, and also I've replaced the toilet with a sewing machine. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh huh. Ah boy, that's Dear- how we stay cool in the summer. Dear Zach and Roy. I like to name my plants. I currently have Jerry Tomato, almost named Dudley Nightshade, and Loof Oregano. However, I can't think up a good name for my basil plant. Please help me. Sincerely, Planting Near the Potomac. Uh, I am. I responded it immediately to this email when it arrived with what? three name suggestions. Okay, what, I don't one, remember. Was one basil, of them basil, basil Rath faulty? Bone. No. Uh, oh. No. That was good. Basil Faulty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, basil Ganglia? 
that's something that I either I was kind of drunk when I answered that email, and so I'm Such imagining, yeah, that I'm imagining that I would come up with the which same means that you should be able to remember jokes. it, right? Because uh, you yeah, did your studying state, when you were state drunk. dependent learning. Yeah, I don't know. You know, I was told about that when I was a freshman, but that was before I actually took any psych classes, and then I don't think we actually went over that in any of my psych mm, classes. But I don't know because I was sober during all of them. Sure. I mean, I was on LSD mm-hmm. the entire time. I wasn't on LSD. Uh. Could we get back to your name? Basil. Basil. Yeah. Basil Basil Rathbone. Mm-hmm. Basil Ganglia. Uh, basil Metabolic Rate. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. My, my suggestion is ba- Basil Faulty. Uh, big Mouth Billy Basil. <laughs> um, that's one? Billy Roy? Basil Thornton. <laughs> okay. Now you're not even trying. Um... Uh, All your basil are belong to us. Uh-huh. To salad. Uh, Man, I've been eating like a pound of basil a week. Really? Yeah. I'm afraid. Really been pushing I, it into your face. I am afraid that I'm going to get a disease from eating too much basil. I don't think that that's true, you but don't think that's you, a thing? you can sue if you do. It tastes like medicine, which leads me to believe that there must be something wrong with eating oh, like a pound it, of it a week. Sure. It's like how does your tea, uh, your pee uh, taste? Is the how tea does good? my tea paste? Um, how is my tea cell count? Uh, I I'm not making basil tea. That seems weird. Do, does the okay? You can make a simple syrup. I I once did that. I told you about it. Uh, with basil. Mm-hmm. That yeah. doesn't seem like it would be any good. It is. I like a mint one. So you can make a basil julep. Oh man, sure. it, it is really out, good. I we have to figure like, out how uh, to make a caprese. Out of it. We have to make a caprese martini. It has ah, uh, this is good. This sure, is, this no, is the, great. The it mozzarella. Is, it is tomato juice. Of the olive. It is vodka, tomato juice. No, mm-hmm. no, no. The mozzarella is the olive. It is that's, tomato. That's what I said. And mm-hmm. vodka. You said the mozzarella inside the olive. I meant like to say a mozzarella it's the stuffed tomato. olive. Uh, okay, tomato juice, vodka, basil, mm-hmm. like shred, shredded basil. I don't know, pureed basil, mm-hmm. and then. A little sword through one of those Klingalini mozzarella balls. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think that would be really fucking good. Okay, we need to invent that and have that. I as think a, you did just. I think I did it. just invent that. Yeah. So uh, slap a dot com on the back of that. Caprizi Martini dot com back. Mm-hmm. Um, seriously, you can't think of a single other idea for what to name this guy's basil. Plant. Oh, so I have to come up with another one. Uh, yeah. So you could also go with the caprizi. I don't even know if that's the right way to pronounce it. I always feel like an asshole when I order a caprizi salad. I, I mean, it's Italian, right? So you have to say caprese, caprese, caprese. caprese. But then you also sound a caprese like an insalata. Yeah. You know, there are not a lot of things that bother me about your wife, but sometimes she pronounces Spanish words as though she was speaking Spanish when they're just normal. And it kind of reminds me of that Saturday Night Live skit where they talk about, oh, did you hear the Midwest was just hit by a tornado? (laughs) Well, she's trying to get into the habit so that when we have a baby, she also speaks Spanish to the baby. Okay. That's why. I believe you. It's a perfectly reasonable, normal reason. I mean, she's been doing that since way before... I said get into the habit. She always knew that she wanted to have kids with me. Even before she met you. Because she did this even before she met you. Listeners, did you know that I met Roy's wife slightly before Roy met Roy's wife? It wasn't slightly. It was a few years. Uh, I guess that's true. 
Yeah, at least two. Uh, I think so. Anyway, hi, Advice Hot Dog. I need some advice. I'm finding it hard to get a job in the UK games industry, and the computer science degree I've just finished has left me without some key skills required for games development. So either I get these skills by self-teaching and start making my own games, or spend extra money on getting an extra year in a specialist game development course in academia. Any advice? I like the idea of just building up my portfolio in my own time, but I also think formal teaching may be better for me in the long run, and may get me in contact with more like-minded people as well in companies. Thanks, Shrimp Man. Hmm. So I, if my name was Shrimp Man... I think I would be a superhero and not a games developer. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't just want to open up a restaurant because that's what I would do. Oh boy, I don't know. What if you had to? What if you mistakenly served somebody your own balls, your your own shrimps, your yeah, your prawns? Uh huh. I well, you you should be a good enough businessman that if that's what the customer wants, that's what the customer gets. If you want to be a person that makes video games, you should be making your own video games anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so no matter what you do, make some video games because mm-hmm. that's like if you have a game that you have made that you can show someone when you're applying for a job, then they will know that you can start and finish a project, which is so much more important than your degree or sure. any specialized skills that you have. Like the ability to actually start a project and then finish it is just so critical to Which is being able to do a, that exactly kind of work. what you did and then it just turned into your career yeah i mean i i guess i sort of forgot that what i was going for was making a game so that i would have made a game and then when i went to apply for a job at a game company i mean I that's say, hey, what look, you I said made when it, you were a game. working on it and the well when i was working but... on the game before this right i didn't actually say this about kol which was a weird thing Really? And you had to remind me later. I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot that I said that at some point. Huh. Yeah, it was okay. that stupid post-apocalyptic empire management game that you I know, was You know, I liked that game. I did, too. Mm-hmm. I don't think it was stupid. It wasn't stupid. It was just serious, yeah. right? But there's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. You could make it funny again. Yeah. Uh, here's another thing that if you're not making games and this is what your degree is, if you're not spending time on it, don't don't do it then. Well, you know, I, I never understood when I was going to art classes where um, people in my classes would only work on art in the class. Right. So that to me meant uh, yeah, they're not really that like serious about getting... it because they don't, you know, like I was taking the classes to learn the skills. You would sometimes see people getting a computer science degree who didn't like computers. Yeah. And, you know, I worked with a guy. Well, I went to lunch today with some of my old coworkers and there was a guy that we worked with who was really good at his job, but it was like working with somebody that had nothing in common with any of the rest of us because he just didn't give a shit about computers at all. Like, I don't know if he even had a computer at home. Really? He just got a CS degree because that was a degree that you could get and make some money. Yeah, which means and, you're going to burn out on that eventually. Yeah, I guess. I think. Or yeah. maybe you don't. Maybe you just continue doing it, but you never enjoy it. I just always assume that the majority of adults are are in a constant state of burnout with whatever they're doing. Maybe that's why people are so unhappy. I mean, unhappy but all you the should time. at least strive for something that you do like, right? I, so I, I mean, think if, if I were this guy and I was seriously considering going to another year of college and could afford it, I would do that. But I would also make a bunch of games. I would make as many time. games as I could. Do mm-hmm. you know? You really have no excuse now what with the huge number of like game jams where it's like hey make a game in a weekend sure and then it's like oh okay or just resources that exist right for um development of of games yep there is all kinds of shit 
if you just start talking to people in one of the Ludum Dare, Ludum Dare competitions, just look at, look for game jams and just go and hang out in the IRC channels, see what people are talking about and Google it. You don't even have to talk to them. Just look at the stuff that they're talking about. Yeah. And then you'll learn about all kinds of stuff that you can use to make Mm -hmm. a game with the existing knowledge that you have. Right. I mean, maybe you don't know how to use Maya to make 3D models, but like neither do I. (laughs) You know, you don't have to do that. There's all sorts of shit that you can do that results in a video game with your name on it that isn't a thing that requires specialized training. How do I convince my fiance to move far away? We both have shitty jobs that pay the bills, but we both work in retail. Fuck retail. She wants one of us to have a job before moving and doesn't want to leave her family. I just want to move. Our situation couldn't get any worse and it would be an adventure. Thoughts? Hmm. When I was in this position, I broke up with her and moved away. Really? Yeah. But she wasn't your fiance. Uh, or was she? No. 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 Um, but fiancé could also be, um, like, light fiancé. Uh, you know, I think the more important thing here is she doesn't want to leave her family, mm-hmm. right? And if you are the kind of person that wants to get out of town and the girl that you're with is the kind of person who doesn't want to get out of town, to me, that is actually indicative of a pretty serious personality schism. But then in 10 years, when you move to the big city and you marry and divorce someone else and then you come back home uh, and reconnect with your roots, you're going to see that girl and then she will be divorced, right? And then you'll uh, have a great relationship. And at that point, you will want to be in town. Yeah, but So you, yeah, move away. But no, you'll never be able to afford to go back there with your shitty retail job. <laughs> That's true. <clears throat> yeah, retail you know, is shitty. I moved down here without a job. The, the one time that I have just the one time as an adult that I have just picked up and moved to a place, I did not have it a changed job. Your life. And it took a long time to for me to be OK with that. Right. Because it was scary. And like my parents told me that it was a bad idea. Sure. And finally, I was like, Mom, Dad, seriously, this is not working. Can I please just fucking do it? I have enough money for a couple of months. Like, can I please just have your approval to go down there under some pressure to find a job because it's just not happening mm-hmm. now. And they were like, okay, whatever, son, idiot. And Stupid you did dummy. well. Yeah. I mean, I went down and a couple weeks later I had a job. I mean, it's the, it took me longer. Well, but you were, cause I was to trying to get a shitty retail job. You went down, but you, you came down here to go to school, mm-hmm. right? I mean, I, I was not planning on going back to school, which was also stupid, but, um, well, you needed the time. Well, sure. But I, and I and I mean I also had a pretty good paying job sure. up there and had, you pros- already had prospects skills. prospects yeah. to get a pretty good paying job when we came down here, but but yeah, it's it you need you need that tension or at least I did. I needed that tension in order to perform. I mean, it, like if you don't have to do something for any reason, you're not going to necessarily. Um also, uh, you know, if you're going to get married to this person and you're really serious about it and it seems like it's the right thing, uh, you have a lifetime that you're doing stuff, right? So taking three, five years out of your marriage to move somewhere else and establish yourselves and see how it goes is fine. <clears throat> I, hate to, I hate to be so gloomy about this, but I just I feel like that is one of the most important and critical ways in which people can differ that's going to cause problems in a relationship is if you is if you are with someone who cannot imagine leaving the place where they live that is really and you are a person who can't imagine staying there 
one of you is going to be unhappy. Sure, because relationships work if you're both going in the same direction. He is asking how does he convince her, you know, in order to do this, this would be one of the arguments that I would use. Yeah. I mean, it is. I just don't know that I believe that you can convince someone. Maybe not. You know, I mean, I think that the the sort of person that wants to get away from where they were born, which it doesn't, you know, even people who grew up in New York, it's like the ones who feel that way. Yeah. Yeah. The people who grow up in New York are divided into the people who stay there forever and then the people who need to leave. And so they go to San Francisco instead. Right. right? I mean, it's just or there is West. There is something about striking out on your own that is absolutely vital to a certain kind of person and totally unimportant to most other people sure and it it is scary not to have your safety net but then you also when you create a new network of people they care about you because they know you not because they have some obligation to your family or they know your parents or or because you just happen to be there sure Yeah. yeah you know it's i mean it's it's a it is a question of whether you want to become okay with living in the world that you're in or if you want to go out and make the world that you want to live in sure and i mean that you can also become okay and make it what you want yeah yeah i guess there's two kinds of people in the world roy People like me and dummies. Uh-huh. That's what I always say. Dear Zach and Roy, I am 24 and gay. I am okay with this. So is my mother, my grandparents and father, and probably his wife, as my parents are divorced, would not be. So far, my sexual preferences have not come up in conversation, and I have managed to maintain my relationship with them. The problem is that there is this guy who I am going steady with, and it's getting more and more awkward avoiding the subject of the person with whom I spend most of my time, my boyfriend. Should I keep dodging questions about who I'm dating, or should I bring the boyfriend over for dinner and risk my relationship with my father's side of the family? Trepidatious in Texas. Oh, right. He had a good name and I didn't even read it. Mm-hmm. Um, th- this is a difficult thing and I've never been put in, in this position or I've never been, been in this. Well, it was kind of like when you brought a girl home for the first time because your parents always assumed that you were gay. <sighs> that is true. Yeah. Uh, I had to gently ease them into that. But um, I think eventually you're going to have to explain to them i mean it is possible if you want to read between the lines right and you never talk about this ever in your life with your father's family if you're okay with that type of relationship then um you know you're going to have to make it work somehow but i think eventually you do have to just sort of confront them with it and and not in a mean way no but i mean see, i think in in this as in everything you have to look at what your options are like when when there is a thing that you are scared of doing because of the consequences you have to compare the worst possible outcome of the consequences to what happens if you don't do it at all sure and you know it's, a, it's my, clearly something way of saying it. that bothers you right mm-hmm. and if you don't want to keep hiding it so you either tell them about it and then whatever happens happens or you keep hiding it until they die Right. And then wonder if you did the right thing or not. Right. So, I mean, it's which just may it's be a, question a long of which, time. It's a question of which one of those is worse. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I mean, science, mm-hmm. you get stem cells. Yeah. Um, good luck with that. <laughs> when, if ever, is it inappropriate to have breakfast for dinner? Spencer. Uh, I, hmm. you know. Do you, do you like having breakfast for dinner? <clears throat> Do you think it's appropriate at a funeral? 
<laughs> yeah, well, when uh, uh, no, it's at uh, the wedding. Dinner when, funeral. No, it's like if the if your if your father dies and then your mother marries someone the next day, and the funeral breakfast was used to lunch mm, as lunch a at wedding the wedding. Breakfast. Yeah, uh, what was it? The the funeral baked meats did coldly furnish the wedding lunch. Mm. Uh, is how is how they described the short interval between funeral and wedding in Hamlet. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, that, I'm sure I misquoted that. That I mean, really, the problem is, is Guinevere in that scenario. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. And uh, Oedipus. Old Oedipus causing all sorts of problems. Always fucking things up. You know, breakfast for dinner is a thing that happened by and large if my dad was not around for dinner. So it always seemed... Uh-huh. It always seemed like a like a weird transgression to me mm-hmm. not because there was <clears throat> and I, I think it was just that my dad didn't like it right and that's why it seemed like a thing that was like a secret now breakfast you know? in um in what sense like eggs and bacon yeah, bacon or and cereal or you know just like coffee and a donut <clears throat> yeah a coke and a cigarette <laughs> we're having breakfast for dinner but you know i really don't eat breakfast yeah Put a, just put a brave face on. Uh-huh. This is this is what we do when uh, when we don't have enough money to buy um, a bread roll. You know, I I can't say that I uh, typically like breakfast for dinner myself. I may be one of those dads, but I definitely like dinner for breakfast. Okay, so you'll have like a like a a ham sandwich and a bowl of soup. <laughs> okay, I totally will. I don't like um, the opposite though. Like uh-huh. waffles in the evening is not something that um, yeah, I would I enjoy. I just don't like waffles in general. Or like cereal. A or... sweet. I, like I'm pretty much done with a sweet breakfast. Mm. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, Even sh- pancakes? Yeah, I never really liked pancakes that oh. much. I'll do it if there's bacon involved. Okay. I mean, Some kind of sauce. I'll do it if there's bacon involved and also eggs and toast. That's Sure. Yeah. That is my preferred <clears> breakfast. <throat> or uh, this morning I had eggs with uh, fried Spam. Huh. I almost never eat breakfast at home anymore. When uh, I, I'm down to one chicken and she's not laying any eggs, and so you I don't can eat the chicken, can't you? I well, I guess, but that would be dinner. Oh sure. No, I'm not going to eat that chicken. That no. chicken has a name. What's that? Uh, ch- the, the chicken's name is Persephone, breakfast. and I, yeah, her name is Breakfast, and it's inappropriate to have fried chicken for breakfast, so I can't eat her. Um, no, I, so I think it's never inappropriate, except when your dad is home. <laughs> Okay. That's that's what my childhood taught me. Ads plugs. No ads plugs this week, Roy writes. But please continue to send in your questions and ratings on iTunes. Thank you always for your support. Yes. We could use some questions. We're running a little dry. The yeah, well, yeah, we need we need a few more. The well is a little empty. And uh, it's artesian we, <clears throat> and artisanal. We've gotten uh, some comments about our phone phone messages and that we uh, cache them for too long and then we don't answer them in time. Well, right now we don't really have any phone calls that we can use. So, um, you know, just give us a call. Mm-hmm. We'll use it. We'll use it next show. Yeah, we'll whenever say that happens. whatever, whatever. Even if you just say lul butts, <laughs> we will play it. Not really. Really? No. No. Don't commit to that. <clears throat> Roy? Yes. How would somebody send us a question apart from calling us and even calling us? I think that they would um, they would call our website advicehotdog.com and then slash telephone. <laughs> there they would see uh, uh, connects to uh, Facebook, Twitter, Gmail, the telephone, 
and uh, the postcard. They're all there. Do you want me to say exactly what they all are? You don't have to if you don't I want think to. I you, think you can go to advicehotdog.com. You see all of the shows there. You can uh, write to us on all the different ways and call us just the, with the one way. Okay. On your telephone. If you need, a, if you need to use a rotary phone, uh, be sure you block off a little extra time uh, waiting for the, uh, the 9 and the 8 and the nine to swing back around because that's true it takes a while there are those numbers in there i grew up with one of those i did too my my well i did not my grandparents had one in the back room oh really Uh, yeah no that was our main phone and i really like playing with it oh yeah yeah i would spend time um you know with my finger on the on the stopper i don't know what you call it the the hammer the hammer so that it wasn't on, right? And then I would just turn the numbers so I could hear it and feel the... Oh, you could hear it in the in the handset? No, no, just hear it on, with my ears. Okay. Because my face was like an inch away from it. Why did, I why it did so you much. need to hold the thing down with your hands? Why didn't you just leave the... So that people could call... The headset in the cradle. We had important uh, calls happening. Right, but the only way that you would have to hold that thing down is if you picked up the handset for some reason. Yes, yeah, so that I had as much maneuverability with turning the dial. Phones must have been different in Mexico because what you're saying doesn't make a goddamn bit of sense to my American sensibilities. I just have a very vivid imagination. Roy, are you ready for a stinger? I am. Data Vortex sends this stinger. Recorded a great podcast and lost it, or recorded a crappy podcast, but you still must air it because you had a guest or something? You know, this is an excellent uh, dilemma. Uh, It is not one that we face, um, because I think no matter what we have, we just put it out there. I think if we recorded a good podcast and I lost it, I think even if we recorded a shitty podcast and it got lost somehow before it went out there, I would feel so sick about mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. I would just hate it. Uh, recorded well, a crappy well, podcast, but we still had to air it because we had a guest. Well, something. we've done that too. What are you saying, Data Vortex? Um, I, uh, if we lost a really great pot, yeah, I, I just feel really we terrible about it, it, but we would just have to record it again. Did you know that the first episode of Video Games Hot Dog we recorded and then we were all like, that, that fucking funny. sucked. Yes, and I then we just this. recorded a new one and sent it out. Um, this used to happen to me all the time with email. I don't know. You probably never experienced this, but I would spend a lot of time writing out an email response to someone, uh, sometimes to you even. Uh, explaining how my day was and what I was doing. Mm-hmm. And then I would press something and it would just erase it. <laughs> I would fuck it up. And then I had to rewrite it again, but then it wouldn't have the pizzazz that the first one had. Or there were some occasions where it would be even better because I would edit myself. Yeah. And it would be more concise, more to the point. Yeah, I think I was probably fine. Yeah. Uh, both. Both of those things are great data vortex yeah that's what we do yeah all right well i've been zach i've been roy and this has been advice hot dog